When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard podcast with co-host Catherine Brandt, Tevin Pittman, and Andy Brandt Bernard. Tevlar, I'm back. Oh God, I love the fact that you're back, and I, I'm not. I, I've decided I don't want to talk about politics anymore. But since you're in the studio, I got to mention one thing. It's not political. It's funny. <laughs> yep. It's about a politician, but it's actually funny. Uh, you know, Tom Brady retired, right? Yep. Tom Brady retires from football. The Babylon Bee, you ever read the Babylon Bee? Uh, every once in a while. Really, really good. There's a picture of Joe Biden, and he has this very serious look on his face. And the headline reads, President Biden commits to replacing Tom Brady with a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? It's not too far from the truth. No, yeah. that's funny, though. Yeah, because it's it, not too far from the truth. That's why it's so damn funny. Yes. I, see, that kind of stuff about politics. But you know what? I talked to some friends. They said, nobody, they're not going to think that's funny. They just, they have their beliefs, and they're just not going to listen to one negative. It's not negative. It's a joke, for Christ's sake. Right. Nobody wants to take a millisecond away from their, like, serious world that everybody lives in to just laugh yes. at, at a joke like that. I mean, it's a great joke. Replace Tom Brady with a black woman. <laughs> well, maybe there is somebody. Who well, knows? Which, which no, and well, knowing the NFL, that definitely will not be happening. No. Yeah, you're probably. You could have right. just stopped after black, and Tom Brady will definitely not be replaced by a black guy. Or well, no? the two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl are both black. Well, that that's true, but there it's yeah. more of an exception, I think. Tom Brady's going to get replaced with Tom Brady wearing a mech suit. And I would not He'll want never retire no. ever. And I would not want Probably to go never. replace Tom Brady if I was a quarterback in the NFL. No. Uh no. I would understand that completely. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are 
You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. By the way, the only reason that Tevin's here, I fought against it, but then I realized it's the first day of Black History Month, that so is never right. mind. You cannot, you can't start <laughs> Black History Month without any black people on your show, so without I Tevin. have to come in, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yep. thank you for yeah. showing up. Fried chicken and watermelon for all. Oh, <laughs> and they had to ruin it. Started out strong and ruined it immediately. That is real nice. Wow. That is really nice. Very, Jesus, Palomino. And in front of our guest, too. Yeah, oh, it'll right. all work out. Thanks, Tevin. Yeah, way to go, Tevin Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, we, we got go. Yellow Pain on go. the phone. Yellow Pain's ready to go. How are you doing, Yellow Pain? What's going on? And by the way, yellow, the pain in Yellow Pain is not spelled P-A-N-E. It's spelled P-A-I-N. So the pain is pain, right? Yes. Absolutely. So were, were you born with the name Yellow Pain? No. <laughs> 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 Nah, yellow paint is, is my stage name, and it represents, you know, yellow is a color that represents happiness, and pain represents all the things that I've been through. So it's a happy, mm-hmm. representa- a happy representation of my pain just basically meaning stay strong no matter what. I like that. That's uh, a, a good wonder- message. It is a great message. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Simplified, the documentary simplifies the film that he truly believes will be the first step in significantly increasing minority and youth participation in midterm elections forever. He is doing so by providing educators with an unbiased way of translating complex civic issues into simple terms and steps for people without an advanced political education. Isn't it good to not have an advanced political education now, Yellow Pain? Because, my God, these people just... We were just talking about the fact. We stay away from talking a lot about politics because it's just... Everybody's so mean and angry and, oh, my God, it's I hate you. It's like, settle down, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it, it, I feel like anytime it's a whole lot of money on the table and a lot of power on the table, you're going to have a whole lot of arguments and a whole lot of people not seeing eye to eye. Everybody got different wants and needs. Yeah, no question about that. Now, and by the way, I want to thank you up front because it says here, number one on the item agenda is I desperately want better economic opportunities for my peers and loved ones. So, well, thank you. I, I assume you were talking about me. <laughs> yeah, sure. You love them. <laughs> See, I'm a lo- and a peer, a peer and a loved one. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how, where, now, where'd you grow up, Yellow Pain? Do I should call you Yellow or Yellow Pain? The whole Yellow Pain? 
Either one is fine. Yellow is, you know, it, it feel better. <laughs> you don't gotta hear pain. But I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, though. Dayton, Ohio. You did, and and how did you come to understand you needed to take a position and try to help people? Um, when it comes to helping people, um, you know, I come from that. I grew up in a big household with a lot of siblings, and when I say a lot, I got the type of parents that you know, if you need help if you hungry or whatever they like just you know you could come stay with us for a while so you know i had a lot of siblings and um, i seen that type of love poured out so um i learned from what i came from so you know helping people that's kind of a part of who i am as far as my community um growing up in dayton ohio it wasn't a whole lot of opportunities and you know i fought extremely hard tooth and nail um to create opportunities for myself and um i want to do the same thing for everybody else that's one, you know, that's one. Is that, is that your mother, your father, your whole family? Who inspired you? Whole family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. I, um, I got relatively 14, 15 siblings, you know what I'm saying? And some siblings, I, is siblings that don't even live with me, you know, that's just the type of, um, or didn't even grow up in the same house as me. That's just the type of love I come from. So I'm inspired by, by everybody's, personal perseverance you know what i mean everybody's personal journeys and personal stories it's just too many to, to even try to pinpoint a specific person so that is one did you feel i mean or do you feel now you've been kind of uh -huh. by the universe have been selected for this spot you were inspired uh, somehow how did you think you got into this position where you can go you know what i need to step up and help people which is very admirable but how did you arrive there um i, I feel like we all have gifts we are all are born with individual gifts and i feel like one of my gifts is just communication in that area and helping people and helping people understand things uh in a way that they may have never looked at it you know i've made songs like the song that i made um my vote don't count and my vote will count which really got me on this political journey i was able to you know get people who would never look twice at politics to uh be like dang this is really important to understand that i got songs you know about um like i have a song called graduation and it talks about um you know how parents treat their children um un unequally and some parents don't even realize it they listen to the song and was like oh wow i need to make sure i love on my child a little bit more so you know once mm -hmm. you do this so many times and you get proof that it works you realize that you know be, being silent is doing more detriment than speaking so you know it, it's actually my duty at this point see i, I man you're, you you got an, a real idea what life is all about here one thing that i get very very frustrated with yellow is the fact that I watch the news every night, and every night on the news, uh, whether it's CNN or Fox or MSNBC, not local news pretty much, but a lot of other places, when, when I hear them talk, because I grew up in a, in a Catholic, Black, and Jewish neighborhood. That's why I grew up, and I loved it to this day. I love the fact the education I got from all three different cultures, but they were all neighbors, yeah. and we were all Minnesotans living together. But I just... I, I really wish they would stop with this. Well, this group of people's like this and that group of people's like that. Not every black person, white person, whatever color you are, is like every other black person or white person. When are we going to come to that understanding? Because we are lost on that road. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those things really put a lot of... Uh, a lot of just mud over the, the bigger picture, you know? Yep. Um, when I 
city, you know, is the bigger picture for people. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're not we're not going to act like oppression never happened. Like, you know, black people, you know, didn't have to push a little harder in in America, you know, because, you know, of just the economic uh, gaps. But, you know, focusing so much on on the specific like this person is racist or that person is that way mm-hmm. you know like we we really have to really create opportunity for the country you know what i mean as a whole i couldn't agree but a opportunity was the key that was what america was supposed to be about is everybody gets an opportunity that's that's why you know it's true. It's absolutely true. You know, I got to tell, and I can't tell you who it was. You would know this person. There's no question about that. Uh, I've known him for years and years since you know we were both in our twenties and all the rest. But he calls me when he's a black man in America today. Uh, I wish I could tell you his name because you would definitely know him. But he said he went to a party. He goes, Tommy, I got to tell you something, man. You people are crazy. I said, What do you mean by you people? He goes, You white people are crazy. I said, Okay, tell me why is that? <laughs> he said he was at a party. And a woman came over to him, started talking to him, and said to him, God, I wish I could tell you his name because you'd love this. But in any case, she said to him, as, as a black man in America today, is it, are things really difficult? He said, Tommy, I looked at her and I said, I make $30 million a year. No, they're not difficult, <laughs> which I thought was Could brilliant. always be making 31. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He could be making 31. But he, his point was, lady... Don't judge everything by skin color. Settle down, for God's sake. Right? Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, also the money isn't everything, you know. No, no, it's not. Because a lot of the, the, the stress, you know, that comes with being a black man in America is not economic every time, you know. And sometimes it is no, economic, no. but not for the individual. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm making 30 million, but I got a whole lineage of people who making, you know, minimum wage, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not really that, you know, you can feel like you're on top of the world, but you know, you got a duty to your community and to your people, you know what I'm saying? And it still don't yep. stop racist. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of things. Well, this guy is very, very giving. He works very hard. Matter of fact, he's got a, he's got a couple of different, uh, they're not really charities. They're organizations that help people a lot. He, he helps everybody. He's just a very happy man. He's happy to be alive. He's happy to be doing what he's doing, and he helps as many people as he can. He's a great person. But um, I should also introduce you to Tevin Pittman. Tevin is in studio with us today. Tevin, I, I met you when, how old were you, like 11? Yeah, something like that. No, I was probably like 22-ish, somewhere yeah, you were in there. 22? Back in the, yeah, when I was working at the House of Comedy. And how old are you now? Twenty three. Uh, thirty. I've aged. I've aged. You're thirty. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh my God. We're old. What's going on, baby? How's it going, Yellow? Um, no, I guess I had a question for you, kind of right off the top, because obviously your one uh, song that kind of went viral, the "My Vote Doesn't Count," mm-hmm. is that especially in like the black community, that's kind of an uphill battle trying to get people to the polls, because that's what a lot of black people think is my vote doesn't count because we don't see whether it's not seeing representation in politics or just feeling like it doesn't matter if I go vote is um does that something that as you were making that song and then now you know going and doing interviews and things like that is that something that you constantly have to do is try to convince people like yes it does your vote does count and if and to get people out to the polls yeah it's definitely a battle but I feel like I'm the person 
perfect person to fight the battle because what I'm really doing when I explain it to people is I'm just talking to myself over and over. Like when I first got interest, interest, what's the word? When I first got um, introduced to civics as a whole, my cousin had came to me and she was like, hey, I think you should make a song about voting. And, you know, I was passionate on the opposite side, like, cuz I love you, but the government don't work for me that don't that's that has nothing to do with my life like you know like how he was just saying like i'm getting money i'm doing it on my own you know what i'm saying i don't need no handouts i don't need no help from the mm-hmm. government and she was like well what's some stuff you want to see change and in a community and i started to name them and she was tying it back to the government and then once i really realized that it doesn't even matter how much money i make you know Taxes are still determined by the government. The conditions of the road are still determined by the government. Who picks up the trash is still determined by the government. You know what, my, yeah, I don't have kids, but if you got kids, what they eat in school, what type of education they get, what they learn, and what you watch on TV, the the everything. You know, what I mean, literally, you don't interact with anything that's not tied back to some form of the government. And once I realized that, I could just communicate it because I speak the language of the people who don't know and who don't care about it whatsoever you know what i'm saying and i speak the language of the people now who understand how it's important and why it's so important one thing i really love y'all is the fact that uh, you have you listed a, a number of things that are important to you and number four on the list is if i don't do it nobody else will you kind of have to take that position don't you you know you, you hope that other people will but you do have to take the position i might not get any help doing this but i got to do it anyway <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but but well, what I really think though with that is you know, the only thing that stopped me from ever doing it or was in the first place was because I didn't think it mattered. And once I really understood it, I became like a, a almost like a revolutionary. And you know, when you look back at like uh, at 2020, you know, when uh, the George Floyd incident happened, when you see how many revolutionary young adults and kids just showed up in numbers, not just around America, but around the world, you realize that it's not a, a, a heart problem. You know, it's a it's an education problem. We just don't know. And that's the thing. Like once we once people get to see this my documentary or once I get to really teach it to people and enough people uh you know are educated, it will no longer be a me doing it by myself thing. I truly believe that. See, I think that, well, I think you, you probably have a lot of fans. It's your, you know, you're, you're doing very well, so I'm sure a lot of people have been inspired by you and kind of do realize now that I, I just really wish we wouldn't use. Let me ask you something, because I, I asked this uh, last week on the show. Um, okay. I, well, actually, I made a statement and then asked people what they thought of that, but because, you know, I'm a, I'm a white man in America today, and I said, if I were black, I'd be getting really sick of people trying to make money off of my skin color instead of helping anybody. That that I find that really obnoxious. Yellow. Some of these, mostly politicians. It's mostly politicians that do it, and you can just tell by their tone and the way they act and the way they all the rest of it. They're not trying to help anybody. They're just trying to make money for themselves. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. Um, not bad. It's a uh, train going by. Um, can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah. We can hear you. Are you. Where are you going? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stationary. It was just a train. Going by. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But um, but no, no, absolutely. Even black politicians, man. I think that's one of the biggest problems with government. It's like I never even before I was 
I got interested into politics, I didn't realize how much money was in politics when oh. you see I, I mean you know about the presidential campaign but you're talking about people just running for you know uh like mayor and you know raising hundreds of thousands of dollars and getting grants and you know get it's like so much money in it and you see that people you know they hey i'm going to do this for your community i'm going to do that for your community vote for me you know you know this and that, and, and, and there's so much money in it, and I think that's where the disingenuous energy comes from. Um, and like you said, yeah, I'm very upset with it. Um, um, but I think that's why we have to start holding people accountable, you know, for the things that they say. If they say, hey, I want to make sure this happens, all right, let me check back with you three months. Let me see what's the progress on that. Don't just talk to me, you know what I mean? Because clearly you're getting paid for it now. Let it actually benefit the people that you're pandering to. Yeah, no, I mean that's exact. How, how many people did you say you had in your family? Uh, in my media family, um, yeah. Like I said, it's that type of just that type of love where it's not a defined number. But you know, if mm-hmm. I was to just try to define it, I would say maybe like fifteen, sixteen. Really, honest to God. So, like, yeah. um, children in the family because I grew up in a family of seven kids. Um, like I said, a very very poor neighborhood and all the rest of it. But one of the things that we always did, and this is the reason I'm even asking you this, is because uh-huh. we didn't have any money and lived in a pretty dangerous neighborhood and all the rest of it. My family used uh-huh. to get together every weekend, and they'd come over to my mother's house, and they'd sit around, and we'd tell jokes, and we'd have dinner and laugh and have a great time. So that part of it, you know, growing up that way where the family would all come together, and, and you just don't, I don't know if you see that a lot anymore. I, I hope you do, but I don't know. I don't see a lot of it. Um, You know, I'll, I'll tell you this, like I was blessed enough to have both parents. Um, we didn't necessarily have a, a table big enough to have everybody at the table. <laughs> right. I mean, we just kind of ate and went our separate ways, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I did grow up with that some type of a dynamic of love. But I will also say that I was the only one I knew going to school. I was the only person I knew that had a dad. So you don't see a whole right. lot of it. So it's definitely something to cherish. It is. There's no question about it. Number two on your list, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking yellow pain about, well, man, how long you've been working on this whole thing now? I mean, your, your career in general, how long you been working on it? Um, to be honest, I've been making music my entire life. Um, it's, it's really all I know at this point. Well, that's cool. But uh, as far as documentaries are concerned, you just, uh, the, the documentary, by the way, is called Simplified. A, yeah. The documentary simplifies specifically. I started that um, probably uh, mid, probably around like uh, June twenty twenty two, like halfway through twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and you decided, look, I, from watching the news or talking to people in the street or whatever, you said nah, people need to hear the right things because people hear this, they hear that, and they you know people tend to believe what they hear and all the rest of it. Is that did you want to give them a very clear, honest voice? Is that why you did Simplify? Yeah, I, I did Simplify really because, um, like you were saying, you know, there are complications with with telling people that voting is important, and yeah. you know, when you vote, a lot of people there's just not enough time in the day to sit and give everybody an hour of why voting is important. So I wanted mm-hmm. to create a centralized location where it can go and just get a fire and they 
in their soul and fire in their chest like oh okay i need to once they know it's important whether they do it or not at that point you know that's a, a person by person thing but i at least want to have a tool for people to just know why they should care yeah, well, that's exactly it. Now, do you, how do you handle the fact that, because when I do watch the news at night and I, I'm trying to back off on watching it too much because it just gets you so upset in general, to me right now, and maybe it's been going on longer than that, but right now, and I'm not talking about any specific political party or not, I tend to be pretty centrist in my views. You uh-huh. know, my mother was a Democrat, her, her best friend, her cousin uh, was a Republican. They got along just fine. I witnessed that whole thing. Yeah. But, but how do you how do you get to people and say, look, this where we're headed right now, you know, hating one another for not. Oh, you don't like my guy. Then I hate you. How do we get them away from that? What? Because there's got these people, the politicians and, and Hollywood and big business are making money off of our misery. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do we do? Um, to be honest, I think. There, there is, like I said, when you talk about an education problem, you know, you really have to understand that, you know, that goes not just for the, the people who aren't voting, but a lot of people are voting and are extremely miseducated as well. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're they're swayed by, you know, uh, just personality and what somebody did in a personal life. Like, oh, he don't he don't take care of his kids. I don't want him to be my dot, dot, dot. And they mm-hmm. didn't even you know, look into the policy of what he actually is trying to do or isn't trying to do. This is not a, you know, I'm not talking about vouching for or against a specific candidate. That's just like a dry example. But, you know, I think it's it's a big education gap. And I think that's why. And when you really think about America, like, let's be honest, how many people are really studying politics that are arguing? You know, how many people actually know the policies that are arguing? How many people really have a clear stance when they get into these debates? You know what I mean? So I think that's one of the biggest problems. I think educating people more will clear some of that out. And then also, I think, you know, politics, religion, these are certain things that probably will always be, be, you know, argumentative subjects. But I at least want people to argue their way to the polls and not argue their self into sitting at home. You know, Yellow, I kind of like the fact that you threw, you know, religion in there at, at the end of it as well, because what I don't understand, like I said, I grew up Catholic, but I'm not a very religious guy, but I'm not anti-religion in any way, shape or form. So isn't it kind of a healthy attitude to to look at there's something bigger than me? There is a greater good uh, and it's much bigger than I am. Isn't, isn't that a healthy view? It seemed to me it would be. Yeah, I believe it's extremely healthy. You know, I actually do believe in God, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, so you know, I have a very strong belief in that. So, um, and and I feel like, you know, a lot of the things, uh, majority of the things that I'm doing, um, I'm, I feel like that's my assignment from God to do. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's healthy. You know, it's amazing about that, Yellow, is just while you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, well, I have to believe in God because I sit around a couple hours a day and talk for money. I mean, there must be a God giving me this job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, hey. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. 
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Uh, one thing I like about you a lot, Yellow, is the fact that you celebrate your success in a good way, not a bad way. It's not like, oh, look how important I am or look at this or look at that. You you celebrate your your success by helping other people, which is quite admirable. Thank you. You know, to be honest, you know, will any of us be successful without other people? No. No, you're absolutely right about that. Um how do you see it? Do you see, because like I said earlier, I think I brought this up about five, six minutes ago, something like that. A lot of people in the know think that, that we have, we may never get out of this, this, you know, fighting we're in right now between this party and that party or this company and that company. This kind of, I mean, they're, China is talking about attacking Taiwan in 2025. Well, that's great, but it's less than two years away. I mean, are we going to... If we keep on this road yellow, do you think we're going to end up in World War Three? Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to sound shallow because I do. I do look <laughs> right. into some of that stuff, but I don't really try to consume myself with issues that are so far away from me. If that makes yeah. sense, like I don't mm-hmm. like to really try to predict the future in that capacity. That's one of those things where I have no control you know so i hope for the best and i and i pray you know that my people are safe but and not even just my people you know obviously for the state of the world but the things that i really like to focus on like i know people personally that you know cannot afford car insurance and there are laws that are keeping them from driving like that's extremely important i'm not saying other things are not important but that's in my face you know what i mean so um and that stuff can be changed specifically by voting like i was just like i was just at a a city council meeting and um it wasn't a city council meeting i'm sorry it was a meeting where uh uh different politicians were saying um what they were going to do uh this was in the 2022 election what they would do if they were elected and this lady was talking about how the car insurance issues were so high in georgia and i was the only person in there under 50 and the people Mm. that specifically could benefit from voting for that person were not in the room or nobody that even looked like them so you know it's these issues that really bother me it's like okay nobody's ever going to you know, nobody would ever let that lady know that she's in the wrong place preaching this message because the people who could benefit from it are probably over at Kroger's right now, you know, buying something from, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, so th- that's really where my headspace is at. 
That makes sense. I, by the way, the reason I asked you about the, the Chinese situation, because obviously Russia has attacked Ukraine, the biggest attack on another country since World War II. But yeah. uh, in the last last line of your descriptor, uh, he also released a new music video, The Last Days, which speaks to the current war and global crisis in Ukraine. So you've already addressed the open ending Ukraine of it. But, man, if they add Taiwan to that, uh, you're going to have a lot more to talk about, Yellow. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the song that I made called The Last Days, man, it, it was it was really about love. Like, just in these times, we, we are very uncertain about, you know, what's going to happen. I just feel like in these times, when it gets scary like this, you know, if we only have one day left, just draw closer to the people that you love the most and, and spend that time wisely, not in panic, but in love, you know? I have a question for you. Now, you don't even have to answer this if you don't want to, but kind of ballpark. How old are you? Um, in my 20s. <laughs> why are you so mature? That's why I'm asking you that. Yellow, you're a very mature 20, 20-something, I'll tell you that, because I thought you were about that age. But I was like, man, how did you get so mature? So You must have had, had quite the childhood. I appreciate it. Um, you know, maturity, uh, I mean, I have fun I got a lot of people to reference from. Like I said, I got a big family, so a lot of different mm-hmm. stories, a lot of different people to learn from their mistakes before I even make them. And um, also to talk from other people's experience, not just my own. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Do you have people coming up to you on the street and either telling you how much they love your stuff, how they don't agree with your stuff? Do, you, do people approach you a lot on the street now? Yeah, a lot of people approach me on the street. I, yeah. I actually have the time when somebody approached me on the street with an attitude or a problem about no music or nothing. It's always usually love. I've, you know, had people cry and just tell me how much it has impacted them. So, you know, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you're a very, very lucky man to be in your 20s and successful as you are and to be a smart. Do you, do you lean toward mom or dad or both when you talk about your intelligence and, and you, your ability to see things that other people might not see? Um... I, I think, like I said, I have a really big family, so I, I really mm-hmm. learn from people's experiences. You know, uh, I definitely have, you know, learned from my parents in different areas individually, um, things to do, things not to do, um, as well as my siblings and, you know, cousins, aunties, uncles. So it's kind of like that. I just I, I guess I've always just really been very observant more than anything else. Now, we got about four minutes left, so I did want to get to this. There are four points. He's doing this project for four reasons, the fourth reason being the most important. Let's go with number one first. I definitely, uh, I desperately want better economic opportunities for my peers and loved ones. How do we go about that, Yellow? Um, to be honest, I think one of the first steps is uh, just engaging and voting and understanding, mm-hmm. um, you know, who's running and what they actually stand for, what they want for your community you know my my peers and loved ones you know might be in a different economic position than somebody else's peers and peers and loved ones and it might be two completely different candidates that you know are have their peers and loved ones in mind when you know they go say what they want to do with the community so um i definitely think finding the right people that uh you know where our interests align I like it. Number two, I want the cries and needs of everyday people to be met. Isn't it kind of sad you even have to bring that up? Why aren't the cries and needs of everyday people met? Um, it's a myriad, <laughs> myriad of reasons. <laughs> there but are, yeah. Of everyday people are not met, but um, I definitely think some of the the most simplest ones 
can be tied back to voting. And I think um, that's why I'm making the doc, why I made the documentary, um, because, you know, voting can really just cut out a lot of simple stuff. You know, you're talking about everyday people that might be struggling with with, with being able to eat and food stamps might be something they're passionate about. And that's something that they can vote for. Number three, I want to create a more politically engaged country with people who are familiar with the system they live in. Now, that's an interesting point. Catherine, when you get off your phone, what are you doing? Sorry, sorry. Good God. It's like working with a child here, Yellow. I'm trying to find Yellow on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Yeah, Yellow Pain. Yellow Pain. There's no W, though. It's Y-E-L-L-O. Ah. She kept putting a a W in there, Yellow. Yeah, it's no W. Take the W off. Dang it. Oh, cheat. Oh, here we go. It's talking to you again. It's talking to you again, oh, Yellow. Stupid Twitter. They're silent mode. Uh, yellow pain, no W. Oh, my gosh. By the way, let me say, and it just talked again. Uh, yellow, let me tell you this. That's that's my wife talking, and Sorry. we've been together for 41 years, and I adore everything about her, but she does except this kind of stuff all the except time. Except for my tweeting skills. <laughs> yeah, except for her tweeting skills. I'm not wild about those. But in any case, and I do want to I want to get to this final one. Uh, if I don't do it, nobody else will. You talked about this before. I think everybody needs to understand if I don't do this, it's not going to get done. I think that's a great approach. Exactly. We've been trying for years and years and, you know, we haven't seen anybody really simplify it yet. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. Are people getting more and more, and again, right now it's tough to talk about politics because we're getting more and more separated because of politics, right? Well, it's really about money. It's not about politics. It's about money because that's all politics is about now is money. But um, is is there one person out there? Whether it's a politician, maybe it's a you know a news person, something like this. Is there one person you you tend to look toward for um, good ideas, things like whether it's just watching them on TV or knowing them in person, whatever? Is there one person you you can look toward and go, hey, what do you think? Um, well, when it, when it comes to just education, um, my cousin um, Desiree, who was running for Congress in my hometown, um, that's right. who I certain just education questions but when it comes to uh just opinions you know i tend to try to form my own yeah see that's great i mean but but do you get a lot of like i said we only got unfortunately one more minute left yellow but do you get a lot of (laughs) a lot of kickback from people do people get angry with you because you're trying (laughs) trying to help everyone out because some people get angry about that you know they they will if they knew my opinions, but I, I just talk about education and keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not you're not telling them anything as well. You're, I like that actually. Exactly. Yeah, well, could you do me a favor and come back once in a while, and tell me how things are going? It's great to have you on today. Uh, it's just nice to hear and talk to one person, uh, and hopefully there'll be many many more that's not only involved with themselves, but they're involved with everybody else and want the best for everybody. I tell you what, you had a hell of an education as a kid. You must have a great family is all I have to say. Appreciate that. That means a lot. Thank you for having me. You come back soon. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, Yellow Pain, Y-E-L-L-O, no W. Uh, With Catherine. No W. The only only person I could find was somebody from uh, Africa. With his with yellow paint, there was two yellow paints. Oh, there's yellow paint in Africa. Yellow too? with a W. So I was like, oh, this okay. doesn't sound like him. But some people aren't on Twitter. So did you find him? Yeah, I did find him. Yeah. Once I, I spelled it right. <laughs> <laughs> Once I spelled it properly, then we were good to go. 
Now, I, I really admire people like that because it's not about blaming anybody. Oh, my God, these people have to yeah. stop doing this. No, my God. It's not about blaming other people. It's like, hey, why don't we get together and work together? Why don't right. we do that? And and what I like, too, is, like, he is really – you can tell he's really focused on including mm-hmm. everybody because, like, his yeah. first statement, it was, like, my peers and my loved ones. It wasn't, like, oh, I'm here for specifically, like, the black community or minorities in general. It's right. like we all as a whole – need to do better and I want to help everybody. Honestly, I think yeah. his best point was it as callous as it may sound, it is true that, you know, China invading places and Russia invading places doesn't really affect us. So It's going to. I, well, it does yeah. economically. Yeah. Does it though? Yeah, I mean, because we have to keep printing money to keep sending money to No, other we don't places. have to. We just well, do it. Yeah. And that <laughs> well, is <laughs> local policy that's doing that. No yeah. one's well, forcing true. America to send billions of dollars overseas. They're just doing that because they yeah. feel that's like true. it. That's no, true. And nobody asks the and, people. Nope. <laughs> right. And, nope. and as far as, like, just what affects you on your everyday life, like day-to-day, is much more localized politics. Exactly. So I mean, if we people have start focusing there, you're going to see more improvements. Murders, homelessness, starvation, and everyone's worried about what China's doing. Why? Why don't we try mm-hmm. fixing what's wrong with this country first? Before we worry about something that's happening 10,000 well, miles away. Well, that's a very liberal, uh, libertarian point of view. Right. It is. Yeah, and I would say people like to focus more on, like, China because it's easier to show your support by changing your Instagram, Facebook true, page, yeah. whatever, to a oh, picture of a flag yeah. than it is to actually How do you yeah. say Slava Ukraine in Taiwanese? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can take care of it all at good once. Good question. Everything will be good to go, no doubt about that. But I, I just, um, well, let me ask you, you know, Tevin and K- Catherine and Andy, all three of you, and all the listeners out there as well, um, when are we going to stop with this thinking we know everything about somebody else where we have no idea what they've been through, where they grew up, how they grew up, all the rest of it? People you go by either your political affiliation, your skin color, your sex uh, that's what they go by. They ne- never go by the, well, did you suffer a lot of pain as a child? Were you poor? Were you rich? Uh, were your parents horrible to well, you? Honey, you- that takes way too much time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I don't have all that time in the world to care about you. And talk about true white supremacy <laughs> is for somebody who's white to think that they know what every black person needs. I agree. A hundred percent. It's like, you think wait a minute. Yeah, yeah the, the whole, like, let me as... If, or if even if I was like, oh, let me tell you what white people need to do. It's like, guys, everybody, like, mm-hmm. we need to stop focusing on the whether it's color of skin or anything yep. else. Because there's more that makes us similar than there is that makes us different. And if we just treated people like adults and with respect, we'd get a lot farther. Well, that's the thing is people try too hard to think big when they're not really capable of thinking big. Yeah, mm-hmm. They have yep. to think of everything as like, you know, this world-changing epic that's going to change the face of history forever when, you know, their own life has tons of problems in it. It's like, okay, why am I listening to you about how we have to solve all these problems? Like, you know, Mm. let's solve racism. Let's solve nationalism. Meanwhile, your life is a complete mess. So why would I listen to you? If you can't fix the one little thing in your life, why would I think that you could fix big problems that humanity has been struggling against for 100,000 years? Yeah, well, it does seem like people that want to fix everybody else's life, usually their life is a mess. Yes, absolutely. It's a way to deflect from... I think so, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, 
your room is super dirty, but if you're too busy rallying against whatever the new current big thing is, then you don't have to clean your room because you're too important to do that. Right. So, Tevin, I want to ask you, is my read on this wrong because it's been this way for years and years and years now? I get the impression, and I might be 100% wrong, but it's my impression that I get. When I watch the national news and they see these people, usually the, you know, the white anchors or men, women, whomever, whatever, mm-hmm. I literally get the impression that they think all people are poor. All black people are poor. They really think that. Oh, Compared to them, they probably percent. are. Yeah, probably. They do. Probably. In, like, the, yeah, I think all black people, or, or just people in general mm-hmm. are poor. Like, I think if you're, especially when you're on TV all the time and people are continually telling you how great you are yeah. and you have a lot of money. Like, I mean, there was, um, it was either, it was probably both, Kanye West and I think Cat Williams said something about mm-hmm. it as well. Like, they were like, oh, like, racism doesn't exist. And he was like, well, for me, because he's like, I'm rich. And funny or rich and talented, so people treat me different than the average right. black person. So it's all just kind of about the perspective that you are in life. Because I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Kanye West because he got just absolutely roasted for it. <laughs> <laughs> what he you does mean? get roasted. Like, what do you mean racism doesn't exist? And he's like, well, for me, he's like, I'm rich. I can insulate myself from that. That's and it's his life. I mean, he's, yeah. I understand his point. It's what he experiences every day. But it just it makes me very very uncomfortable that nobody seems to give a rat's ass about uh, white people, Spanish people, you know, Asian people who are poor. They're using black people's skin color to talk about people being poor. Oh, you're black, you must be poor. It's like no, that's well, it's become an industry. It is an yeah. industry, really. I really wish they'd stop that. Uh, they're causing more problems than they they think they're solving. And I mean, I don't think there's any question that, um, you know, everybody's life can be hard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it sucks that your skin color makes your life even harder. That is ridiculous and shouldn't be happening. But I don't think that the problem can be solved by just forcing people to agree with a political line. Right. No. I think people have to help raise each other up and start seeing each other differently because of things that people accomplish and uh, talk about rather than just little sound bites. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, the way that things are being done, it doesn't make any sense to me. And like, and that's the key thing too, is like talking about it. It's not like going into something thinking, oh, we're going to get into an argument about politics today. It's like, if you go into a conversation with an open mind and you can get more accomplished. Like when people just now want to argue all the time and fight and scream and well, now I'm never talking to you again. It's like, well, if you go into something with an open mind and it's okay to have your mind changed slightly or, you know, adjust your perspective, you don't have to mm-hmm. just go in with a hardened, I'm thinking this way and never going to change my mind. Cause that's how we got into this point. Oh, I've, I've had quite a few conversations with people like that. Uh, it's just like, Nope, this is how it is. That's it. It's like, what, well, but what about this? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Doesn't matter. Just the way it is. And it's like, oh, okay. We're going to solve a lot of problems with that point of view. Yep. Yeah. And it's so weird. I mean, honest to God, I, I because I guess because I'm a public figure or whatever that that I hear about this stuff. But they're, you know, when I when I left KQ because they didn't want me around there anymore. You know, they're still telling people that I quit. I didn't quit. Who are they? The management over there. Oh. I didn't quit. 
they asked me to leave. So I did. Understand? And I don't. Hey, look, the way it turned out, they did me the hugest favor in the world because I'm working with the Hubbards again, which I was very happy 50 years ago or 51 years ago when I started. So, I mean, that's the good news here. But I, I just, I, I just wish people would calm down. We didn't all grow up the same. We didn't have all. We all didn't have the same experiences. I so, there. It's. Very possible that I'm not going to think the exact same things that you do because I didn't grow up like you. I don't live like you. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I grew up in a family of five kids. Yep. All of our life experiences, even within the family and how we viewed our parents, are completely different. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, what? Mom and Dad were nice to you? When did that happen? You know, I just... <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and in your family. Oh, God, the, yes. I mean, out of seven siblings, it's almost like you all lived in a completely different family. No, it's true. You're right. It's it, like you all witnessed the same things, and it, you took different things from it, and different things happened mm-hmm. to you because of it. Everybody has their own uh, perception of reality. Right. Yes, they do. No matter mm-hmm. what system you live in. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Look, that's a very, very good point. My brother Terry is 22 years older than my brother Troy. Mm, They didn't have the same experiences. It was a different generation. The same people in 22 years. No, hell no. My dad was long gone by the time Troy could uh, figure things out. But yeah, that's the whole thing. We're basing everything on skin color. Well, if your skin's this color, then this is how you are. That's so stupid. You have to feel this way. It's really stupid that people look at it that way, no question about it. And I really wish they would stop doing that. Don't, don't you think it'd be good if let's just calm down? How about that action? Yeah, right, hundred percent. I don't know. I I just have never. But oh, when I was talking about being a public figure and all that stuff, the perceptions that people have of me and what I'm really like are hilarious. I mean, they're they're all the way from. Tom's the Pope to Tom's the Devil. It's like, how could you be all those things and everything in between? That's a long way to go, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, people don't understand that at the end of the day, this is entertainment. And exactly. You're, if you weren't entertaining, then you wouldn't be able to do what you've done for <clears throat> how long you've done mm-hmm. it. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. 
The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I just, I really wish people would calm down. Let's actually try to work together. Let's pe- please understand that we are not all the same, and it's not all based on skin color or orientation or any of that. It's we're different people. We've had different experiences. There's no question about that, right? Right. I, you know, I was talking to a, uh, the other day, and you guys would know who it is, but they were wondering. God, what is it like to be that guy? Because he was adopted into a family of billionaires. I mean, think about that. Do you sit at night on your bed as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old? Phillips? Oh, listen to you. Isn't he? Yeah, he was. He was adopted into a family of billionaires. And Dean came in and did the show once. I haven't talked to him since he was elected because he's a Democrat, so you can't talk to me when you're a Democrat. (laughs) You are are on the list of people to not talk to. You can definitely. Well, you know what's funny about that is that oh, Catherine and I had a friend, and and he knew Amy Klobuchar really well. I have never spoken to Amy Klobuchar in my life, but every time she would see him, she'd say, "Oh, would you say hello to Tom for me? You know, I listen to his show and stuff, so say hello to Tom for me." Why won't you just pick up the phone and call me? Because she is. Right. We have friends in common. She's a really good friend of Paul Walzer's, and Paul Walzer's a very good friend of mine. So why are these bridges so hard, these gaps so hard to bridge? I, I don't because as a politician, you can't be seen right. to do anything oh, that goes against the, you know, the, 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 the little narrative that they have. Because, I mean, there's no mistake. It, every single time something happens, you turn on the news and all of the broadcasts are all the exact same wording. They all get the memo, and all the politicians say the exact same thing. It's all orchestrated, and it's all scripted. And you don't belong in their script. I guess I don't. And you know the number one reason I've been told by everybody that I don't belong in their script? Nope. 
because I don't kiss ass. I don't lie to people and tell them things that uh, that are good about them that I don't think are good about them. And I don't kiss yeah. anybody's ass. I yes. never have and I never will. Yes, because ass kissers won't say the script. They won't. <laughs> no, it's, it, I, you know, it's, it's uh, pro- look, I just have never been. First of all, if you did that when I grew up, where I grew up, if you started kissing everyone's ass, you'd get the piss beat out of you after about two days. It's like, don't try to make yourself look better than me by lying to people. What are you doing? I've never right. understood how people can, like, trust a butt kisser. Well, you can't. Right. That's the absolutely it's like, the mm, truth. And when you mm-mm. think about, like, just in your everyday life or back when you were in, like, school and there would be, like, the teacher's pet and things like that, those type of people right. always, not necessarily were, like, made fun of, but people were like, okay, that's not a genuine, that's not you being genuine. But when it comes right. to politicians who do that, it's like nobody ever will call them out or like it's like they don't understand what's going on it's the exact same ass kissing and it's just no because they're politicians it's okay it's a big old circle of lips and butts i have a question (laughs) i have a question for all three of you and the listeners here so when i do compliment somebody or tell them i really admire them or their work or whatever do they not understand how important it is that i'm not kissing their ass i really do think they're really good at what they do doesn't that mean a lot more i would think so You'd think. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, will you people just... Well, that's probably head. why yeah. your listeners are so devoted to you, because yeah, maybe. They, they believe that. Right. you you got to find at least one thing you don't like about them first, and then you lead with that, and then you give them the compliment, so that way they know <laughs> yeah. that you're yeah. not just yeah kissing ass. Oh, I thought you were I supposed to say something nice, then something mean. Wasn't that... Oh, uh, no, no, we do it we do, we do reverse. You cut them down uh, low first, okay. and then... Okay, all right. <laughs> Or maybe that's the British. <laughs> so if I run into you on the street and I come up to you and go, man, I really like your hat. I'm not kissing your ass. I really do like your hat. <laughs> okay. So understand that. It's just, boy, I tell you, some people. Some people's some kids. People. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, hey, I, yeah, thank you to Yellow again. He was a terrific guest. And I do want to have him on uh, um, more often because, I look, anybody that's trying to make the world a better place, through themselves instead of, hey, this is on you. It's like, I'm trying to do it. I, I really admire that. Well, and it's not only just the push to get to the polls. It's also the push to get to the polls to elect somebody that's going to keep their promises mm-hmm. and not just tell yep. well, there people you go. things. No, you're absolutely right. That makes all the difference in the world. But we keep on electing the same people over and over, and they don't meet anything. Right. And, yeah, the education piece that he's talking about, like, I remember, like, being in football, you know, coaches would always say, if you make a mistake at 100%, like, it's okay because you're at least doing the best you could. Like, if you're going to go vote, no matter how you vote, if you're educated and you make the wrong decision and vote for somebody that ends up being a terrible president, at least you educated yourself beforehand and didn't just go blindly just – put all Democrat or all Republican in a, in a box. Speaking of making the world a better place, we have Officer Dave on the phone. What did you say, a worse place or a better place? I didn't fork. hear you. Did you just say fork? Oh, that's right. You've retired now, yeah. haven't you? Oh, okay. Wow. I'll say no need to hide the paraphernalia a... anymore then. When you <laughs> yeah, I am 100% you retired. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm until I get bored. Well, yeah. You think Thank you might you? get back in a law, law enforcement of any kind someday? You think there's a possibility, or you think that's just out? Uh, there's a, probably a pretty strong chance I'm going to at least get bored and want to do something. And yeah. I was fairly good at being a cop, so, you know, I, I could be a Walmart greeter someplace as a cop. Yeah, there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. you got to have something to do, no question about that. Yep. 
So how are things? Everything yep. good? Everything's great. No, Tom, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what kind of, and I think I probably feel like 90% of your list, listeners do, um, is you don't kiss ass and you don't BS us. No. You give it nope. to us straight. And, La- you know, all the media and all the crap and all that stuff, they're sugarcoating, smoothing it all over, trying to make that false turd. And you're like, that sucks. And we know it's true. We see it, too. Well, it's just hideous watching the news. Catherine has been on me for, oh, 41 years now to stop watching some of the news so much. So I, I think I finally started listening to her, and I'm a much happier person. I cannot watch the national news anymore. It's horrible. I don't, I don't even watch the local news anymore because I know... Too much of what they say yeah. gets planted also. Why do they do it? Why do they sl- If they're doing it for ratings, by the way, it's not working because CNN's having its worst ratings in 10 years. Their ratings are terrible. Well, when billionaires own the newspapers well, that's and, true. Yep. and out- media outlets, then they want what they need to get out there so that they can keep making their billions. Mm-hmm. And if they lose money, that's they don't care because they've got billions. Yeah, if CNN dies, they just buy a different news network and tank that one, too. I suppose. You know, my favorite thing is when people yep. try to tell me that what a wonderful guy George Soros is. Oh, my <laughs> God. He's one of the worst humans ever born. Ever born. Oh, God. It's, yep. Isn't that just amazing? Didn't he, like, tank Hungary or someplace? Yes, yes he did. I mean, tanked them. Like, people were he destitute. Did. Yeah, he's basically that's a how, war That's criminal. how wonderful of a guy Jeez. he is. Great guy. I just, unbelievable. It, it, the whole thing. The whole thing is just amazing. Oh, did you hear this the latest story about Kate uh, Blanchett? Have you guys seen the movie Tar yet? I have not. Two hours and 40 minutes long, so be ready for that. So Kevin very long. is never going to watch Tar. No, he's not going to watch Tar. <laughs> you know what? I can I might now, just because you said that. Let's do a little Google search. Just I because you would... said that, I might well, watch it. I'm pretty sure Tevin would take a nap during that one. Oh, I'm definitely, so Andy. I'm Andy definitely Andy... sleeping through this movie. Andy would definitely sleep through the movie, too. Yeah, probably. It's just, I don't, I don't know what... I don't think anybody under 45... Yeah, maybe. Would appreciate the movie. Yeah, you might in be right my opinion. That. Uh, there's a Could story appearing this morning on the national, actually the international news, that Kate Blanchett is thinking about moving and getting out of the business because apparently that movie is being just hammered by people saying that uh, it's anti women. They're saying that movie Tar is anti women because in the movie she's a raging asshole, but that's her part. That's the character. Mm-hmm. She's a terrible person because there are terrible women, terrible men, terrible everybody. I mean, they do exist. So she plays the part of a really selfish, self-centered asshole of a woman. Is it because she's gay in the movie? Mm, I don't think so. It's just they're the, not the, going. Uh, they're not saying it's because. Oh, okay. No, it's not because she's she's gay. It's because the fact that she's 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 anti-women. Like, how is that anti-woman? There are some well, real assholes. Well, I mean, women. she is definitely an opportunist and doesn't shy away from just using people to get for her own gain. But what I'm saying is that's a perfect example of what we're talking about, that all women are not the same. I mean, there's, there's Catherine Brandt, one of the most wonderful people in the world, and then there's Tar, 
Who's the mm. worst human being on it? You're both women. These are true facts. Right. That, oh, that's you're so wonderful. That's a true fact, isn't it? And, okay. And well. also, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. It's, it's and not by real. the by. Yeah, like, it's a movie. Just so everybody's curious. Well, there was a thing going around a few years ago. Uh, they call it the Galbrush Paradox, which refers to some game that I won't even bother getting into because it's not important. Right. But basically what it says is if you have a male character who's uh, an idiot who can't do anything right, then he's just a funny character who's an idiot and can't do anything right. But if mm-hmm. you have a female character who's an idiot and can't do anything right, then she's a misogynistic attack on all women. <laughs> And it's true. That's what's happening right now. I know. I know. The fact that she's a woman means that she must represent all women. So we should all hate Lucille Ball. Yeah, right. There you go. Well, that's the thing. It's. I mean, it used to be okay to do that, but now it's... There's. That's one of the big reasons that there are so few good roles that have women in them is because they can't have flaws. Any flaws are taken as an attack on all women, what? so it's easier Why? just to not right. write but, women at all. Right. Because but Hollywood is so effed up. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. Well, especially you... with women's roles. It's like Yes, they are. Yeah, well, it's not woke. only that, but I mean how I mean how many decades was it where women could either be a femme fatale or uh, always have to be super sexual or something. They never could just be like an interesting character ever. Right. There, there always has to be. Yeah. They're either because if you make them over, if you overly sexualize them, and it's a beautiful woman, it's like, well, now you just created this unrealistic standard yep. for all of our right. children to meet. And then, like how Andy's saying, or if you go the other route, it's this yeah. is an attack on all women. Yeah, you can't do anything right, so most people just don't even try. Well, that's yeah, that's a very, very good point. And by the way, um, if you want to get away from that kind of thing, you guys ever seen the show Murderville? Murderville. It's oh, a it's comedy. So stupid. Sounds it's like hilarious. a comedy, but it's very funny. It's hilarious. What's it's the guy's name? The cop, yeah. Will Arnett. Yeah, Will, Will Arnett. Will Arnett yeah. Yes, so he's the star of the show. You know, he's got kind of a voice like this too. He's got this kind he of gruff. Just the fakey. Uh, he's got the fake voice. Right? <laughs> it's so funny. The gravelly so. detective voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gravelly detective. That's exactly what it is. So he, he's told by the uh, by the chief of police, who used to be his wife, by the way. Yes. They were married, but she now hates his guts. <laughs> they still have to work together. But she brings in a, a new partner for him every week. He has a different partner every week because he can't get along with anybody. Because there's been a murder. There's been a murder. <laughs> so Sharon Stone was the latest. And Sharon Stone is as beautiful and funny and interesting as she's always been, right? So we're what Catherine and I are watching it last night, and she sits down, and Will Arnett looks at her. Like I said, she's just stunning and clever and funny and all the rest of it. And Will Arnett looks at her and goes, All right, got to tell you right up front, we've got some rules around here, and there are rules that you're going to have to follow. And the number one rule you have to follow, sister, is you cannot Fall in love with me. <laughs> She's like, not a problem. Not a problem. And not a problem. <laughs> Give it a whirl. What What is it on, Catherine? Do you remember? I don't know. It's Murderville. Just look Murderville? up Murderville. Uh, uh, Netflix, it appears. Okay. Well, start from the beginning. Yeah. Though. You got to start from the beginning. I'm trying to think okay. of other people that have been on there. There was that football player. He was really. He was a football player, right? Yes. He was really good. Oh, they've had great people on there. Uh, <laughs> Just wonderful. Uh, the woman that played Alexa on um, Schitt's Creek. 
Oh, okay. She's on oh, the Kev- daughter, Kevin yeah. can go f himself. Yeah, she was on it. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other Oh, people. there's some great, great stuff. Honest to God, though, the whole thing. Oh, and by the way, the same episode Sharon Stone's on, and he keeps telling her throughout the whole thing, stop trying to fall in love with me. <laughs> stop it. Cut it out. He's also signed up for, what are those things called again, the, the sludge, that drink that he's trying to sell? It's called sludge. No, no, I'm talking about the Oh, uh, the multi, um, an MLM, multi, multi-level marketing. marketing. Yeah. Oh, multi-level, multi-level marketing, marketing scheme yeah. or something. yeah. So he's signed up shakes. for the stuff called, yeah, shakes. the shake's called Sludge, which sounds like a great <laughs> shake, doesn't yeah. it? That's, that's something you want to drink is a sludge. But he's got two boxes with him wherever he goes because he's a certain that people are going to rush up to him and buy the stuff from him. So he's always got two boxes with him. They finally get back to headquarters. There are about 50 boxes stacked up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I only have to recoup my $30,000 investment and sign up 100 people by Monday. <laughs> It's very, but you guys are going to love it. Give it a whirl. Oh, Oh, Andy, your dream come true. Uh Uh-oh. There's going to be an apartment complex built on top of Costco. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. You get a free membership. Where? Room service for the hot dogs and the pizzas. No They're starting it in L.A. Andy's got the penthouse on the top floor. Yeah, really. Yep. (laughs) Andy's got the penthouse over there. This kind of sounds like, uh, what do they call them, company store? Hundred oh, yeah. years ago, yeah. company yeah, store. Yeah, this company is store. something that you mean, even yeah, most people. Do, 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 most do, people do, alive do. are too young to know what a company store is. But yeah, that's true. Basically, it was like you, if you work for a company, they would have a store, and instead of paying you in money, they would pay you in credit that you can use right. at Are you the company about store. About in mining days. Yes, yes, actually, <laughs> the, it was, the old it was mining, mining days. days. Yeah, this was okay. like the 1800s. Yeah. Ah, those company stores. <laughs> but it kind of okay. sounds like they want people to basically be beholden to Costco. Does but, it say how much like rent is at these Costco apartments? Like, are they? What's their demographic they're shooting for? I don't know. It's uh, it's. Because I'd be curious. It, Costco is designing an 800-unit apartment to be built on top of Costco. Comes with free membership, room service for the pizza, hot dogs, etc., and more. I have a question though. So they're going to take the existing stores and just build it up over existing I don't, stores? I don't think no, so. I think, I think it'll a new, be a concept yeah, store. So you could do that. 800 apartments on uh, top of Costco. Yep. I mean, it's L.A., so I'm sure they're still going to be $10,000 right. a month. So, And also, like, who's getting room service co- Costco I hot dogs know. and pizza That's today? so sad. <laughs> room service yeah, room hot service dog? Room service hot dogs, Andy. And what do you think? Costco they should put it right next to a college campuses. That would be hugely yeah, popular. That, yeah, that <laughs> would be. It would. There we go. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. 
Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. I just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, people, and I like I talked to a number of very, very smart people, and they don't think this hatred of one another is going to mm-hmm. end anytime no, soon. It's a huge, they don't. it's a huge industry now. Huge. It is absolutely huge, which is very, very sad, actually, isn't it? I mean, isn't it sad that, that this is what we want to be stuck with? This is terrible. Um, why, first of all, why would you waste your time hating someone who didn't believe what you believed? What do I care? I just wouldn't come around you anymore if you're going to be a prick about it. Or right? you just keep, you know, nagging them till they change their minds. <laughs> just nag the piss up. There you go. How's that? That'd Will be that really, work? really nice. Tom, that's common sense. Yeah, it's common, common sense. sense. Nobody uses yeah. that anymore. No. No, they do not. There's no question about that. No doubt. And by the way, Officer Dave, or former, do I have to call you former Officer Dave now? You can just call me dummy and I'll answer. That's all right. That's my name, though. You can't steal my name. Forget it. Oh, well, I dummy. can be dummy junior. I don't care. <laughs> well, after all these years, I think we just, nobody will know who we're talking about if we don't say Officer Dave. If we Dave. don't say Officer Dave, that's That's, that's your right. brand that's, now. That's kind of true, but yeah. You okay. as a copper, you as a copper all, right. all those years, you should watch Murderville because I think cause it's all about cops on one cop in, in particular. I think you'd love that show. Don't you think, Catherine? Well, it's, Give it yeah, a whirl. it's, yeah, they've got like a loose script, but they, yeah, there's no, I mean, a storyline. They don't have a script. No, I think it's absolutely wonderful. It's a comedy, <laughs> a fact, not a... No, it's right? a comedy. Yeah, Sharon Stone and Will Arnett. Okay. What's his name? Will Arnett. Arnett, where yeah. there was Arnett. a corpse on, corpse on the table. And oh, they kept God. tweaking his tits. <laughs> <laughs> and the corpse is, like, trying not to laugh He's so hard. Laugh. <laughs> he oh. keeps on going, boop, 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 yeah. boop. <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> it's very... Yeah, the guy who's supposed to be dead, the actor, yeah. could not stop. Yeah. He did a, a he great He did a great job. job, yeah. But you could still tell he was laughing when he was supposed know. to be dead. I would like to see how many takes that one took. Oh. <laughs> he had to. Probably spent no all way. day. Yeah, all day. 
And he'd go, he'd go left, right, left, right. It's just so stupid. <laughs> it was so great. Oh my! And God. then Sharon Stone starts doing it. Yeah, and then too. she starts doing it. That's right. She starts doing it as well. But yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing. Instead of getting pissed off somebody about their political views and hating them over that, go watch a comedy on TV. They're hard to find, by the way. Have you noticed how a lot of comedies have just gone missing? Have you guys noticed that on streaming? Yeah, there's not. Well, as that's because they're offensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Tevin, you're saying they're not it's as funny. Many. You got to put somebody down. Right. Yeah, I suppose. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. You... I just don't you want to laugh and have a good time? And Catherine and I, honest to God, we were both tired as hell. Had a big day yesterday. It was a wonderful day. Oh, and by the way, I should mention uh, that somebody asked me. I got a yeah. I'm on a lot of these. Uh, I guess text message things that are. They're, they go in groups. There are like four or five people on one mm-hmm. stream or whatever. Group chat? Group chats, I guess, yeah, is what they are. But somebody asked me on the group chat, hey, how are things? And I said, well, I'm coming home in a couple of weeks, uh, but uh, right now it's 80 and sunny. I got a response from Doc up, up in Pipestone. F you. It's 20 below. Right. I, I, <laughs> also, I also send that message to you if I was in that group chat. <laughs> you would. You'd send the Absolutely. same message. It's negative 20 here. You're 80 and sunny. Must is it, is be it, nice. Is it negative 20 in Minneapolis? Uh, it was negative like 10 yesterday. Yeah. Um, today, who knows what it is. Yeah, at night it's been getting down to like negative 17. At night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to check on it right now. I'm going to see what the temperature is right now. Like Minneapolis, 13. it is 16 above. Yeah, oh, yeah. see, nice and So today's warm. a warm front coming yeah. through. Toasty, right? yeah, warm front. Oh, it's going to get up to 21, though, so you're good to go. And it's not going to get below zero tomorrow. It's going to get down to eight above, so that's good. You guys are coming around. Yeah, the other day, uh, Melissa gave Daisy a bath. And then Daisy wanted to go outside immediately after Ooh, her bath. Uh, oh, no, no, She's no, like, no. Daisy, you don't want to do that. It's cold. And she went outside, and she immediately started, like, hobbling around like she was turning oh. into an icicle. Poor thing. She doesn't know. No, I don't yeah, get true. it. That's true. She doesn't know. She just want to get outside and shake mm-hmm. things up, mix it up. Everything would be good. So what else is happening in the world? Anything good uh, back at the, uh, at the uh, home front? Anything good? Um... Not really. Everything is <laughs> too cold. As it's expected, cold. I suppose. Yeah, it's status quo for the most mm-hmm. part. Okay, I have a question for all of you because I don't know what this is. What is Gawker? G-A-W-K-E-R. Uh, it's, a, it's a media thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like it's almost outlet. like BuzzFeed, I think. Yeah. What is that? What, what does that mean? Uh, it's like I would a, describe it as fake news. Yeah, I would say it's like independent, quote-unquote, independent journalists sharing. But like really low yeah. quality. Uh, local because it says here Gawker, and the entire story is Gawker is dead again. Yeah, Gawker. Well, Gawker, I think, was the website. Um, Hulk Hogan had, yeah, a, sex he had a sex tape. tape on there. That's right. And Gawker kept on oh, posting it, even after oh. a judge told them not to. And he mm-hmm. sued them. So he sued them, and he destroyed them. Oh, so he won all kinds of money. They went bankrupt. There's, yeah, there's a documentary on Netflix, I think it's called Trial by Media, mm-hmm. that... Uh, is about Hulk Hogan suing. Yeah, they had Gawker. to pay 140 million dollars in damages to Hulk Hogan. God, yep. Really? So 140 yeah. million. Um, and then <clears throat> someone bought them uh, two years later for less than a million and a half. 
And now they're going under. And apparently, yeah, Bustle Digital Group suspended the site operations, so they're... I think Gawker is, like, officially dead now, not just bankrupt. Well, there you go. All right, I'm going to read the first part of these, uh, this one line from a story I'm looking at on uh, Newser, and yet you guys have to guess what they did wrong. Um, Iranian couple going to jail. Why have they been sentenced to jail time? An Kissing Iranian in public? Couple. What's that? Kissing in public? Yeah, some, uh, probably something like that. You're Holding close. hands. Yeah. Mm, you guys are close. It was something they did in public. PDA. Anything? Anyone? Praying to Jesus? Spit. <laughs> yeah, that would go over huge in Iran. <laughs> Spit yeah. on the ground. Um, <laughs> Iranian couple going to jail after dancing in a video. Oh, dancing. well. Dancing, now you go to prison. You go to prison for dancing and now. Not just because dancing in public or anything, dancing in a video. Yeah, on a video on top of it. There seems to be a lot of religions that aren't into dancing. Why is that? I don't know. I don't really understand that at all. It's like, why don't you want... I mean, I never was much of a dancer, as Catherine will tell you, if you ask her, I'm sure. But It's good, I, it's good humor. Watching me dance. Yes. Oh, good humor. It's good humor, Tom, watching me dance. It's good humor. Okay. <laughs> Stabbed right in the back. What are you going to do? Um... What did you think of this uh, latest announcement? Uh, this is for, what was your nickname again? I forgot. It's not Officer Dave anymore. It's what? Dummy 2. No, oh, Dummy 2. That's right. I forgot. But it's always going to be Officer Dave. Um, so what did you think of the situation that Tom, Tom Brady has decided to retire for real? Because they were talking about him going to San Francisco because that's where he kind of grew up and all that. But now he says, no, he's, he's not going to yeah. go to San Francisco. He's going to retire completely. What do you think of that? I will believe it yeah. in September yeah. of 2023 if he is not on a roster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then I will believe it. <clears throat> that's well, very, very true. Well, his kids live out on the East Coast with his well ex-wife now, and so they're oh, saying yeah. that he yeah. probably isn't going to want to uproot his whole life and then not be around his kids. He's got his new girlfriend now as well down in Florida where he's living. So I, I think he's done for, for real this time. Yeah, probably. It kind of looks like it. Um, did you see uh, – <laughs> Uh, where was that again that we saw the deal about uh, about Biden? Saw that, And again, this is not political. Just because he's the President of the United States, this is not a political thing. It's him as a human being. Relax. Mm-hmm. But um, when Joe Biden was told that Tom Brady was retiring, he said, well, I'm here right now to promise. I promise you, the American public, I will replace Tom Brady with a black woman. It was Babylon Bee. <laughs> the Babylon Bee, that's who it was, right? It was the Babylon Bee. Yep. <laughs> I think no that is way, just Joe. hilarious. Uh, that, now, that's fun. Can anybody fun. be offended by that? Yes. Why okay. would you uh, be offended sure somebody by Somebody could that? be. Right. Somebody will be offended. Because, because everybody's so butthurt yeah. over everything. Yes. Why? Have a few laughs. Have a good time. It's our culture right now. To not have a good time. To right. just well, be... Mm upset about things right and like getting upset at the babylon b it's like they're it's all a joke it's literally a comedian yeah. that instead of right. telling their yeah. jokes on stage they're telling them on the internet mm-hmm. honest to god i i just calm down i don't get it um oh this just popped up you know the dr phil show yep is that still on going away dr phil is ending dr phil so i haven't <laughs> seen that show i bet you in 
25 I, years. He's got to be pretty old. I say he's got to be getting up I there didn't know now. it was still on. Dr. Phil is... Uh, just one moment. I'm going to say... Hey, Siri. There you go. 72. Hey, 72. Uh, never mind, Siri. Okay, no, but when did his show start? Ask Siri. When, when, the, when did Dr. Phil start? Hey, Siri, when did the Dr. Phil show start? 2002. Ah. September 16th, if you want to know, specifically. Oh. So it's been 21 years? Yeah, 21 years. 21 years. He's 72 now. He's got more money than God. Though. Oh, my oh God. I can't so even imagine how rich he is. Not as rich as Oprah, who produced his show for him. Yeah. <clears throat> Oprah, I will tell you that. Oprah is the equivalent of a real-life black superhero as far as how much money she Like, it is yeah. just... She's Tony Stark. She just swims yeah. around like, in money all day. It's true. She doesn't even have water in her pool. She just has... She's Gold like billion. a nice Scrooge McDuck that just mm-hmm. swims in a money pool. Scrooge McDuck. There's a compliment. Well, no, right I'm saying there. she's a nice Scrooge McDuck. I love Oprah. Next time I talk to her, I'm going to say, hey, Scrooge McDuck, how you doing? She'll next, go, what are you saying? I'm going to say, just right. talk to Tevin. Next time you talk to her, tell her to give me a little money. Just like, not a lot. Just, just yeah, a I'm bit. sure she never hears that. <laughs> yeah, she never hears from anybody. Give me some money. When she stands up on stage at her, on her, well, when she had her show, and be like, you get a car. You get, like, she just hands out prize. Yeah. Like, well, that's not her money. Well, no, but it might as well no. be. It's kind of, kind of her money. <laughs> I suppose it's true. What are you gonna do? Uh, did you hear about this guy that his son? I got I, I got to click on this because I don't know how old the son is, but I'm assuming he's a single digits uh, in that area anyway. But uh, apparently, this dad uh, he let son play on his phone. A six year old, okay? Mm-hmm. He let a six year old play with his phone. He let the son play on his phone. Then the food started arriving. The six-year-old kid ordered a thousand dollars worth of Grubhub. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Adoption. Put him up for adoption. <laughs> You're out of here. What? How, well, what the hell could you order at Grubhub to be a thousand dollars? Wow. Probably and, just like thirty hamburgers or something like right. that with well, fries and shake. Well, it says here, Michigan father Keith Stonehouse says his anger level has gone down from a 9.5 out of 10 to a round of 3, but he's still not completely ready to laugh about his son using his phone to rack up a $1,000 bill for food deliveries from Grubhub. Um, he thought it was a delivery of supplies for his wife's bakery, but then more cars kept coming and coming and coming. <laughs> and he realized they were delivering food, including jumbo shrimp salads, chicken shawarma. <laughs> Uh, 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 ice cream, chili cheese fries. Oh, so it God. sounds like it was multiple restaurants and not yeah. just one big thousand dollar yeah. order. From... Well, that's like you heard stories all the time about parents that would give their kids like a game on the phone Farm to play or, whatever, or farm, yeah, like yeah. something like that, yeah. and then they would yeah. rack up thousands of dollars yeah. in the extra purchases. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be more aggravating than ordering the food because we at least okay now i got lunch it's not a thousand dollars worth that i want to eat but whatever but yeah we got food for a few days just playing farmville and rack with thousand dollar tab no 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 No. yeah that's i'm never giving ethan my phone i don't care oh god no you do not give him your (laughs) a lot of bad stuff can happen no, I agree with you. You're absolutely right about that. what the hell is with all these young actresses dying now? Jesus, we just now 24 uh, actor Anne Wershing. Wershing. What's that? Were you just gonna say would you stop? <laughs> stop you dying. Sounded like it. My God. Stop dying at 45 years old. Actor Annie uh, Annie Wershing dies at 45. 
What the hell Does killed it, somebody at 45 yeah. years old? Does uh, it doesn't say yeah. from what? Uh, not initially. Andy, you got anything? If you click Cause on it, it's just going to be clickbait mostly. Yeah, Apparently she had cancer. Oh, jeez, that's too bad. Yeah, 45, 45 years old to die of cancer. Yeah, pretty young. Yeah, that's way too young to be dying of cancer. There's no question about that. So what else you got? Everything else good? Yeah, everything else up here is good. What, yep. Officer Dave, how's the retirement life treating you? Well, today is actually the first day that I didn't have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to go to work. <laughs> so, so far, so good. You and I have that in common. We both got up at 4.30 every morning, and for, I did for 37 years. 4.30 every damn morning. Yep. But now I sleep, I literally, I don't sleep less than eight hours a night. I sleep somewhere between eight and ten hours every night now. I guess it's That's my body catching up. Tom. Oh, it's God, it's just wonderful. It is yep. absolutely wonderful, no question about it. All right, any closing arguments from any of you? Uh, not not, really. not, not for me. A, not a... I like it. All right, then that's going to do it. Officer Dave, keep calling in. We need you to call in and, you know, get our heads straight for us. Oh, is Doug going to be on tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Doug is going to be in. Okay, Car Selling yes, Secrets is. is back. Indeed. As a matter of fact, the next couple that he misses, Jimmy Francis is going to come in and do the show with him, so that'll be good. All right, then. I will like that quite a bit, as a matter of fact. Andy, I have to hang on with you because I've got to cut a bunch of stuff after the show today. Do I not? Uh, there's one thing I'm aware of. Oh, I thought there was two things. Oh, no, I, well, we'll get to it after afterward. But anyway, I'm just gonna I'll, I'll sign off and then I'll be uh, right down the hall and I'll be right back in a couple of minutes. So don't go away. All right, Andy. Okay. That is gonna do it with the family on the Tom Bernard Show.